Good to see you. I hope you are well. It's an exciting time of year, and that's not because of Christmas shopping, but because of Jesus. And so we're going to celebrate Jesus today as we always do. And we're going to be talking about sharing the good news of Christmas. A kind of important thing to do, don't you think? So we're going to pray and ask God to speak to our hearts. Lord, we thank you for your goodness to us. We thank you for the good news of Christmas. We thank you that because of Christ, we can sit here today as your people, knowing that we are saved, we are loved, we are forgiven. We have a great and eternal hope. And Lord, as, as we meditate on your word over the next 20 minutes or so, we pray you would open our hearts once again to the gospel message and challenge and encourage us to share this with our family and friends, with people we meet at the shopping centre, with those you bring across our path. Lord, we pray you would inspire us today of how good the good news is. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. I'm going to just read to you the story of the shepherds from Luke 2, 8 to 20. It's not on your screens, but just I just want you to listen to the story and try and listen with fresh ears. Here we go. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born for you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into the heavens, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which they were just as had been told. It's a great story, isn't it? And, and, and sometimes we read the story, we kind of glaze over it, oh, the angel and the shepherds, and woo, praise the Lord Jesus, you know? Like we kind of treat the story like that, you know? Oh, yeah, 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 good story. We've got to imagine this story. And you are a shepherd, okay? Imagine that. You're in the fields. It's a usual cool night. You're looking after bad, bad black sheep, okay? And then suddenly an angel appears. Not common, okay? Not common. And you are terrified, <laughs> which makes sense, right? And then the angel declares incredible news. Okay, we're going to talk about that in a moment. There's a, it's a preview, sneak preview of what we're talking about today. Now, I want to talk about this today, good news. Now, we all love sharing good news, don't we? We love sharing good news, whether it's sharing good results from our exams or getting a new job or a promotion or getting into uni. Some of you recently will be very excited about that. Maybe it's the birth of your first child or, or news that you're cancer or sickness-free or that your visa finally came through. 
Whatever news it is, if it's really good news, what do we want to do with it? We want to share it. We want to share it. I reckon a classic example of this is back in 1993. Some weren't born. That's okay. You might have seen the YouTube video. Back in 1993, when one Antonio Samaranch, the IOC president, memorably announced to the world, the winner is Sidonie. You remember that? That's classic. Declaring, the, that, that Australia, to, declaring to the world that Australia, in fact, Sydney, would host the 2000 Olympic Games. Uh, and if you've seen the video, the Aussies go bananas. <laughs> it's a great YouTube. Uh, or maybe it's more personal for you. Uh, for example, my neighbour Carl, who you see sing up here sometimes, our French friend, uh, recently became an Australian citizen. And when he told me this good news, the happiness was written all over him. You could tell he couldn't wait to share the good news. Or maybe uh, you remember, even though many of us weren't alive, the iconic pictures and footage taken in 1945 when it was declared to the world, the war is over. And perhaps you've seen that picture, you know, the sailor kissing the nurse. This iconic picture of uh, celebration, ending the most bloody war in history. Now, all this news was too good to keep in. It had to be shared, and the bigger the news, the greater the joy, right? The bigger the news, the greater the joy. But you know, all this news pales in comparison to the great, remarkable, good news that the angel declared to the shepherds 2,000 years ago, news that is still just as good today as it was then. The news that today... In the city of David, there has been born for you a Saviour who is Christ the Lord. This, my friends, is the greatest news in history. It divides history. It was the news the shepherds couldn't contain. And it's the news that should burst out of us as well. It's the good news of Christmas. It's the good news of Christmas. It's news we are all called to share. But if you and I are going to share the good news at Christmas and of Christmas, then we must first understand what this good news really is and why is it so incredible? Why is it the greatest news in history? So let's discover this right now, starting with the first aspect of the good news that we're called to share, and that is Christ is the good news. Christ is the good news. Not the Boxing Day sales, not Santa, not even the holidays, as good as they can be. No, Christ is the good news at Christmas. See, he's not just the reason for the season, as lovely as that little rhyme is. He's the only one who can truly bring us lasting, deep, great joy, not only in this season, but all year round. He's the only one that can bring lasting joy. Presents will break. Family might bother us. Holidays will end. Santa's a wonderful idea. <laughs> what brings lasting joy? Jesus. Because in the fields around Bethlehem that night, the angel said to them, to the shepherds, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy today in the town of David. A saviour has been born to you. That's the good news. 
that can cause great joy in each of our lives. So Christ and his coming is the good news that can bring us great joy. But how? How is his coming good news? And how can he bring us great and lasting joy? Well, hopefully we all know the answer to that question. Because Christ coming into the world is good news. Why? Because he came to die and rise again so our sins could be forgiven, so we could be declared right with God and we would be made right before God, declared not guilty before the judge of the universe. Christ's coming is also good news because it reassures us that God has not abandoned us, but instead has come close to us by sending his own precious son into frail humanity as a frail human. That God has not left us alone. That God became man for you and I. So we could touch him, know him, see him face to face. And so he could take the punishment for our sins so we could be saved. God is not a distant God, my friends. He is so near to us. And he came near in Christ. Christ's coming is also good news. Because on that cross, Jesus triumphed over Satan and death itself. So we will live. And death is just a doorway to eternal life for us. Christ's coming is good news because it shows us that God kept his promise to offer salvation, not just to the Jews, but to all of us as well. It is good news that brings great joy. As Paul put it simply, but now God has shown us a way to be made right with him without keeping the requirements of the Old Testament law, as was promised in the writings of Moses and the prophets long ago. We are made right with God. How? By placing our faith in Jesus Christ. And this is true for everyone who believes, no matter who we are. Friends, this is good news. That you can stop all your striving and hard work to try to get right with God because Jesus has done it all for you. You simply need to do what? To believe. To believe. And this is the incredible news that can bring you and I deep and lasting joy, knowing through Christ your sins are forgiven. Do you recognize today as a Christian, if you've put your faith in Christ, you're completely forgiven? Not just the sins you've already committed, not just the sins maybe you committed today, but even the sins you haven't committed. You're forgiven for all time. But wait, there's more. Not only are we forgiven, we're right with God. We can enjoy a relationship with the God of the universe now. And one day we'll live forever in heaven with Him. And this is the good news that can bring you great joy. And perhaps for our own sake, we need to remember it more often. Because, you know, as I was preparing this sermon, I was thinking... You know, even as someone who's been a Christian for some time, we can kind of almost forget how good the gospel is, you know, and and, and almost forget the joy of it. But when we remind ourselves of the gospel, that actually reminds us, man, we have this deep-seated joy that no one can take from us, no matter what the situation. And it's for us all. So if you think, I'm, I'm not feeling that happy at Christmas, you know, the joy we're talking about here is not this sort of, Oh, I'm so happy, la, 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 la. Like a larry, you know, like a little, I don't know, a little character or something from a cartoon. I'm so happy. Um, we're talking about a deep joy that can't be taken from you. And when we remember the gospel, and perhaps we need to remind ourselves every day. There's a famous Christian who talks about every day I remind myself of the gospel for 15 minutes 
to remind himself, I suppose, of the deep and lasting joy and the grace and mercy we have in Jesus. As I was preparing this message, I was reminded of that joy that we can all have, and we have, and I have, in Christ Jesus. But here's the crunch today. Good news is supposed to be shared. Good news is supposed to be shared. So as Christians, we must share this good news of Christmas. And that news is, if you believe in Jesus, you'll be saved and secure for eternity. Friends, we need to stop treating this message of Jesus like it's bad news. We've got to stop worrying what other people will think of us if and when we share it. When I, well, all the times my children have been born, there was no point where I thought, oh, is it okay to share? I don't want to offend anyone. Oh, better be careful. Might step on toes. I I told people we've had a baby and it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. And we think, well, it's a bit different, man. I mean, some people about Jesus, they get a bit funny about Jesus. Friends, this is the greatest news in history. Hello? Get over it. (laughs) Start sharing. Are you ashamed of your salvation? Are you ashamed of Jesus? Give yourself an uppercut. (laughs) Time to get on with it. Time to start sharing. The greatest news in history. If Jesus was willing to be crucified for his faith, I'm sure we can handle a snide remark, don't you think? Oh, those Christian people. Maybe, just maybe, God will open their hearts. Maybe, just maybe. Instead, this Christmas forwards, we need to remember that the message we have is the best news ever. And we must share it. Yes, with wisdom, but share it. We must share it with our friends, our neighbours, our work colleagues, our fellow students, and so on. And what better opportunity is there to invite them along to our carols tonight... People have short-term memory, so good time to invite them. (laughs) Or Christmas Day service. Or to start a conversation at this time of year where we really have an excuse to share the gospel. For goodness sake, listen to this. If an angel from God, if an angel from God says Christ is good news that will cause great joy. If an angel says that, we better believe it and share it too, don't you think? After all, it's the only message that will save this Christmas. But who is this good news for? Well, the angel tells us plainly, the message of good news is for all people. This is a second essential aspect of sharing the good news. That is understanding that Christ is for all people. This was the incredible news for insignificant shepherds, the ethnocentric Jews, and it continues to be incredible news for us today too. The news that the gospel is not exclusive, but for all people. No matter what color, no matter what gender, no matter what social standing, no matter what religion you've come from, God came to offer salvation to you and to all people. Now let's not like make light of this or take this for granted. It is an incredible gift to us all. And we can take it for granted, but we must not. The reason we are sitting here today, the reason we are saved, we'll put our faith in Christ, is because of this reason. Because the good news is not just for the Jews, but for all people. And that is remarkable news, let me tell you. News that was prophesied throughout the Scriptures and news that we're experiencing today, personally. 
as the angel said to the shepherds, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Or as other translations say, all people. Now, all the people, I believe, certainly, especially includes the Jews, but it also includes all of us. Now, as you read on in Luke chapter 2, the spirit-filled Simeon, um, who was waiting for the Messiah, went on to say, Jesus is a light for revelation to the Gentiles. That's everyone who's not a Jew. (laughs) That's all of us. And, And did you pick up the fact that this good news that would bring great joy for all people was first announced to who? We've mentioned it a few times. Who was it first announced to? To nobody shepherds, to social outcasts, to people who lived on the fringes. What does that tell you? It tells us Jesus came for everyone, no matter who you are, not just religious people or good people or rich people or important people. He came for people no one cares about. He came for the poor. He came for the outcasts. He came for the needy and the refugee and the nobodies. He came because he valued us all as somebodies whom he deeply loves and values. Isn't that great? We're all somebody special to him. As Jesus himself said to the judgmental religious leaders who complained, why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? Why do you eat with social outcasts? Jesus answered them, It's not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Jesus came to save sinners like you and me. He came to save all people, no matter who they are. And so, like our master, we have an obligation. What's that obligation? To reach all people with the good news too. We should never be exclusive who we share the gospel with. Never. Rather, we should make an effort to share with all people, especially the poor, the needy, and the broken, who so desperately need this good news, especially this time of year, which can actually be a very difficult time for people who've lost loved ones, who have family breakdown. It can be a heartbreaking time. All the more reason to share there is hope in heartbreak. There is hope. Out of love, we should call all people to trust in Jesus and leave their sinful life behind. And if they do repent and trust in Jesus, they too may become messengers of the good news, just like the shepherds who were the first messengers God chose to spread his message of salvation to the world. As the scriptures say this, when they, the shepherds, had seen him, that's baby Jesus, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what what the shepherds said to them. Friends, if we want people to be amazed about Christ and the good news of his salvation, we must share this good news of Christmas to all people. All people. I'm going to, at the end of the sermon today, call you to write down some people you think you need to be intentional about sharing the good news with at Christmas. Not battering them over the head with Jesus. Not whispering them, Jesus, but sharing from your heart, Jesus. I want you to start thinking about that now, and at the end we're going to talk further about that. Who do you need to share with this Christmas? Now, with that in mind, the third essential aspect of sharing the good news of Christmas is understanding and explaining to others that Christ is our Saviour and Lord. Christ is our Saviour and Lord. 
Now, this is something we can too easily leave out when we share the good news message. And that is, in order to be saved, we must not only make Christ our Saviour, but also our Lord. You see, if we or those we share with want to experience the benefits of salvation, then it must be explained there is a cost. And that beautiful cost is making Jesus our Master and Lord. That's the beautiful cost, making Jesus our Master and Lord. After all, you cannot experience the benefits of living in Christ's kingdom without first submitting to his rule, right? Does that make sense? Let me say that again. You cannot experience the benefits of living in Christ's kingdom without first submitting to his rule. As Jesus said, whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. So whoever makes him Lord and submits to his rule, the one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. Now, of course, let me say this. None of us can keep Jesus' commands perfectly. We often fail. So Paul reassures us that, in the Scriptures, it is by grace you've been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It's the gift of God, not by works so no one can boast. In other words, it's not by our own efforts we're made right with God. Jesus has done it all. We simply need faith in him, right? That's the gospel. But if we love Jesus, once we've put our faith in him, then we will seek to obey him because we love him. We'll seek to obey him because we love him, because we've made him our Lord, right? We can't call him Savior and Lord if we trust in him and just do whatever we want. Now, that's not to say that when we trust in him, we muck up, he doesn't forgive us. That's the grace of God. That's the whole reason Jesus came. We can't do it. Jesus has done it all. But we don't just make him our saviour, we make him our Lord. The good news, of course, for those who do trust in Jesus as saviour and Lord, though, is we'll be saved and live forever in God's kingdom. That will never, ever end. And I don't know about you, but I, I long for that day. And there's certain days we especially long for it, <laughs> isn't it? We're like, man, whew, it's a bit brutal right now. <laughs> Just be nice to be with Jesus <laughs> where there's no more crying, suffering or pain. As the angel announced that Christmas day, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior <laughs> who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You'll find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. Friends, in effect, what the angel said to the shepherds is the good news in a nutshell. So what are we supposed to share? I know we've been talking around it the whole time today. I'm going to outline it in three very, very short, simple steps now. What is the good news in a nutshell? The angel said, we've been saying this. First, Jesus is our saviour, who alone can rescue us from the misery of our sin and death. He alone could save us from God's right judgment and meet all our needs. In him and nowhere else is salvation found. He's our saviour. Second, Jesus is our Messiah or Christ. It's the same word and both mean the anointed one, the chosen one, or God's chosen king. What do these titles mean? They mean Christ or Jesus was sent as our saviour because he was chosen and empowered by God to carry out the work of our salvation. He was chosen and empowered by God to carry out the work of our salvation. And I'm thankful he's given the role, not me, because <laughs> I would have stuffed it up majorly. <laughs> and thirdly, Jesus is given the mind-blowing title of Lord. 
Now, mind-blowing, because so far when Luke has used this word in his gospel, he was talking about the God of Israel, God Almighty. And now the angel, God's messenger, tells us Jesus himself is God come in the flesh. Jesus is the Christ, the Lord. And friends, one day when Jesus returns, all will bow before him and acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. The question is, will you do so with joy and gladness or in fear of judgment? It's up to you. But this is the good news, that Christ the Lord came to save you and I from our sins. The question is, will you share this simple message with your friends and family this Christmas? Will you share it with all people? especially those in need? Or will you leave your friends and others out in the dark? Let me remind you, this message of Christ is good news that can bring great and lasting joy to those you love this season and always. You want your loved ones and those you meet to have great and lasting joy? Share the good news. So let me close with this question. I preempted it before, didn't I? Who can you invite and share with today, this week, this season, this year ahead? Why don't you, in the next few seconds, write down those names before you forget them? Because my experience is by next week, you'll say, What did you preach again last week? <laughs> And I go, must have been a cracker. (laughs) Before you forget, (laughs) let me encourage you, or before you leave the church at least, to write down some of those names of people you intentionally maybe want to start praying for and share with. With wisdom, yes, but share the good news at Christmas. Or maybe even invite them to carols tonight. Why don't we pray? And ask God to help us with this. Lord, we thank you that the news we have is great, incredible, remarkable news. Help us to share this news with our friends, with our family, with those we meet, with our work colleagues, with our uni friends, with our friends, Lord. Help us to share with those in need. Lord, lead people across our path to do so. Give us a readiness and willingness to share. Lord, we pray that you would make it clear to us in advance, even touch our hearts when there's someone you want to share us to share with. We pray you touch our hearts and help us to see it. And Lord, if people, some people reject this news, Lord, help us not to be so discouraged we don't share it. Lord, help us just to move forward and on and share it with those who would happily receive it. And we pray by your grace that you'd be preparing hearts even now, even today, that they would, this Christmas, this season, would receive Christ and the lasting joy found in Him. We just really want to pray for our family and friends that you would do this. And Lord, today, Lord, give us the boldness even to ask our neighbours or our friends to the carols tonight. Lord, we pray all these things in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.